You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Welcome back to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. My name is Tanner Smith. I am your host for today. I am joined by my friends Tiffany Habaducci and my friend Aaron Chester, um, both involved in a myriad of different ways. Aaron, you are an elder at our 528 campus, have taught classes, you've served in a myriad of roles, navigator. You're a uh, group guide as well. I was. Yeah. You were. Yeah. But I, you know, went to a group up recently. So yeah. I still love to do that as an elder. You still love navigators. You just couldn't I hang do. with them anymore like I that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't tell them that. I'm just, just messing with you. Tiffany, you serve in a variety of ways. You're on the women's teaching team, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, so you serve in women's Bible studies and different capacities around that. Also, you've taught classes uh, as well and contribute to Clear Creek Resources. And my favorite thing about this environment is that you are often on this side of the table. Yes. So today I get to, this is the first time we've ever been on a podcast together. It is. High five. five. That was kind of hard to do. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to have some fun today. Um, But I want to start with a question. I I think a lot of times uh, when we approach the Bible uh, and in whatever way, whether that's on our own, in church, in small group, through listening to sermons online, there can be some timidity. There can be some fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people are just like, I, I can't even dig into that because can anyone like anyone really understand the Bible? Um, so we're, we're talking specifically taking a closer look at second Peter today, um, chapter three specifically, but the, the kind of the narrowing down between verses 13 and 18 that I want to do is, uh, is that a reality? Can we understand the Bible? So Open-ended question. Let's kind of kick it off with that. You can talk about some of the tension around that that maybe you felt or you've encountered with others, mm-hmm. and we're going to dig in and go real deep today. So would you kick us off with that? Actually, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. First, let's just read it. Let's okay, read right. the text. Yep. Aaron, would you read it? Sure. Then Tiffany's going to kick us off. Okay, Sounds cool. good. <clears throat> it's the end of Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. But according to his promise... We are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you, according to the wisdom given to him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So uh, unpack this, first of all, just this section Mm -hmm. for us for just a second. Would you do that? Yes. So I think um, a couple of things are important to note. So this is just on the heels of uh, this whole section about false teaching and right, sort of yeah. what to look out for in that, um, how that's twisted and misused. And so this is sort of carrying on that conversation. And I'm actually glad that we're starting here because he mentions like some places in, in Paul's letters are hard to understand, right? So <laughs> well, Thank you, Peter. We were yeah. kind of talking about earlier, <laughs> yes. that's sort of a dig, right? A little bit, yeah. It has right? to be yeah. shade. It's it's shade that's thrown. Yeah. yeah. I'm calling well, it. I think, they're, I think they're buddies, but I, yeah. I think, uh, but it's also kind of comforting, right? That like, yes. all right, at least some of this is maybe harder than other parts too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just good to sort of acknowledge that. And even like, I can imagine for the listener who may be saying like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable whenever I approach the Bible. And I think, I mean, for me for a long time, this was like sort of a a shameful thing. I felt like Mm. if I'm a Christian, if I'm a believer, I'm a follower of Christ, I should be able to do this with ease. And this should be like, something that just, you know, as soon as I open the text, I'm going to know it, understand it, feel it, right? I was really looking for some sort of emotional reaction. And so I think just acknowledging that um, Scripture is is clear. We'll talk about what that means in a little bit. But just because there is clarity of Scripture doesn't mean that it's easy. And I think that, um, yeah, so there's, there's that. And then I think which is just something to embrace in general. Like just because God calls you to do something doesn't mean it's going to be easy, right? Yeah. That carries over in a lot of different That's true. ways. Um, but yeah, and I think there's just a little bit of a, a miscommunication or a misunderstanding about what the clarity of Scripture means, which we can talk about a little bit more. Okay. Um, and then um, 
yeah, let's we'll start there. Yeah, but I appreciate you mentioning how it made you feel. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I think I think we've I mean, all experienced that. Right. I mean, like you mentioned, like teaching how to study the Bible. I mean, I, I, people come in over the last few years and just. That's some people are like I, I know I'm supposed to read this mm-hmm. or I yeah. or I want to read it yeah and it's like but I I don't even know where to start I don't right. know how to do this and I mm-hmm. tried to do it and, and just it made perfect sense on Sunday when Bruce mm-hmm. and Nancy were teaching <laughs> yeah, or exactly. or any of our great pastors um, but when I went home to read it it was like I it didn't feel the same and and mm. and when it turns into shame like yep. that is when mm-hmm. it's like so I hope that we as we unpack this really it's a it's a source of comfort totally that, yeah. like why is it a little bit harder than yeah. you think and. When he says it's hard, uh, some things are hard. It doesn't mean everything is mm-hmm. equally hard. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it'll be a, an encouraging conversation. Yeah. Yes. And and even like th- for me still today, there are parts that are harder than others. That's what so I was so ask. Yeah. yeah. So like, please, if if this is something that you struggle with, or maybe you were feeling like I did, please hear me when I say, I my favorite way to serve Clear Creek Community Church is teaching how to study the Bible, and I, as a teacher of that class, still find passages hard. Yeah. So it's it's okay, right? It's a it's a lifelong pursuit of yeah. loving the Lord in this way, and so give, give it time. It's Recently, okay. uh, I heard Ryan Layton, our uh, Eager Bay campus pastor, joke that you know his degree is called a Master of Divinity. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like how laughable, in some uh-huh. sense, that is to think that e- even anybody, whether in the staff or one of our elders or teaching team or whoever, are people that like we have it all figured. We've arrived mm-hmm. at some point where we have it all figured <laughs> mm-hmm. out. Um, that's not, this is not a ladder that you climb. Yeah. Uh, it's a well to dive into in yeah. some mm-hmm. sense. So cool. So let's, 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 um, let's jump into it. Okay. Um, is the Bible something that anyone can understand? Yeah. So I think this is the, the point of our conversation today, right? Is sort of unpacking what it, what the clarity of scripture means. And I think, um, one part of this conversation is to know that this is, one strand of a larger doctrine of scripture, right? And so today we're going to talk about the clarity of scripture, but there are other parts that sort of go hand in hand with this, right? It's also sufficient and authoritative and it's necessary. And so um, this is one strand we're looking at. And so when we say that the scriptures are clear, what we mean is that um, a reader of the Bible, it is made clear the way of salvation and godliness, what we're not saying is that every time you open the Bible, every single uh, stroke of the pen is yeah. perfectly understood by you and you're ready to go teach a class, uh, okay, be a professor at a seminary, right? Yeah. So yeah. there are different um, levels, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but what we're not saying is that you should you should know every single layer of everything on every page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's good. That's really, really helpful because I think, I mean, this is a really really big book, right? I mean, we, it's we a say it's a collection of, of 66 books. Yeah. 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 Right. So, I mean, it, right. So it's that. It's also, you know, one of the first things we talk about in Hashtag the Bible is, is uh, it was written 3,500 years ago to 2,000 years ago. So we're talking about roughly Over 1,500 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many different authors? Yeah, like maybe 40 different authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, different language, different time. And so while we're reading it in our language, yep. you know, um, in English, you know, it didn't come in that language. Yep. And so some of the things, so it, it, it can feel easy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then it, so depending what passage you're reading yeah. in this, you know, collection of books in this giant book with really thousands and thousands of words, you know, you're going to come across, across places where it's like, I don't know what this means. And yeah. so we don't want to throw all of it, you know, in, into one thing like, oh, it's, it's totally clear yeah. all the time in every way, or it's like, oh, it's just not understandable because yes. Like, yeah. Well, I've heard it said that, you know, oh, the Bible is written at an eighth grade reading level. So <laughs> on the one hand, that makes you feel comforted. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, well, I did the eighth grade. <laughs> yes. I completed Just once. that. Yeah. So I, I can read it, you know. But then on the other hand, that could make you feel guilt or shame mm-hmm. to say like, well, I completed the eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes read the Bible and have no idea what I'm reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you mean about the clarity of scripture. God has given us the ability to understand it. That doesn't mean it will be immediately understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some effort there. So um, maybe that's kind of where we jump into next uh, is, is what does that look like for us? Is, is that a responsibility for us? What are the invitations there around method? Is that cool if we jump into that part of the conversation now? For sure. Okay. Yeah. I think we both enjoy this part yeah. quite a lot. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think one thing I notice a lot, um, particularly in the How to Study the Bible class is sort of what you were saying that uh, 
students sometimes don't know where to start, yeah. don't know what this looks like practically in their day-to-day life, which I think is a great question. And there's a plethora. Did you see that? You like that vocabulary word? Yeah, I, I mean, a that's a lot word. of points in Scrabble. Write yeah. that down. Um, there's a plethora of ways in which we can interact with the scriptures on a day-to-day basis. And so I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all kind of thing, yep. right? So there are times that... I had a newborn and was struggling with postpartum depression mm. and I was getting like a verse or two a day yeah. while I was trying to stay awake because like, right, I totally. was up all night, right? And yeah. and that was life-giving to me. Yeah. And then there's other times where my kids are in school and I have two hours yeah. at home and no appointments. Let's let's dig in, right? Yeah. And so I think the season of life that you're in, mm. um, your schedule, your there's all different kinds of ways to do it. I think uh, sometimes we we see these Instagram worthy, you know, like at least for women, it's like coffee a, a really great, yeah, coffee, Bible, flat the lay. looks like this. Yes. The table's clean. <laughs> There's greenery like, of some sort. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My, like, my table's covered with laundry that I haven't folded yet. Totally. And I'm usually like being asked for a cup of water from a kid who just walked right by my husband, but they're interrupting me to ask, right? And right by the water. Yeah, too. exactly, exactly. So I think there's no such thing as a one size fits all. Like give yourself a little bit of freedom That's in good. that um, as far as like practically doing it. But then whenever it comes to method, uh, it, it helps to have a method. I think yeah. one of the, the best benefits of learning a method to study the Bible is that it it's very protective. So it's going to, mm. it's going to lead you towards correct interpretation and it's going to protect you from misinterpretation because it sort of forces you to, to take an objective look at the text. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Really briefly before mm-hmm. we move on from that, you, you talked about season of life. Are mm-hmm. there, and I am with you tracking with you that there are different methods for different seasons. Are there different methods based on wiring and personality? You know what I mean? Like this person is more, um, studious, loves to, loves to read commentaries, loves to study in that different yeah. way. And this person is more like, loves to read novels. You know what I mean? Like what, yeah. what how, how does that function within different, even yeah. um, So I, I guess I'd back up and say like, what's, what's the point of reading scripture? You yeah, know? Because that. so, because sometimes we kind of get, that gets lost in it. And we have to yeah. remember that, that scripture is even in it inherently, it's a means to an end, right? It's a means mm. to reveal uh, God's, character and his purposes in this world uh, to us. And so, because the goal is to have a relationship with God. Yes. And so, however we're approaching the scripture, whether it's devotionally Mm -hmm. or memorizing something or using the method that Tiffany was mentioning, um, the the goal is to connect with God. Yep. Um, And so, I I would say as long as we have that at the forefront of our minds, um, I I really... I, I. probably want to jump back into the method and just mm-hmm. say it's protective because um, we want to hear from God, mm. but these words are not to us. Yeah. They're for us. And so that, that's one that of those. a little bit because I think that's yeah, some well, people it kind are of like, goes wait, back what to did the, you just say? Right. And, and I think that's where we like, okay, I read the Bible and I, like you said, maybe even experienced something mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like God is working this, like he's helping me, he's, you know, giving me assurance, uh, you know, courage, whatever, whatever I'm reading. Um, but going back to the, the point I made that it, these are ancient texts, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, to a different people in a different part of the world, uh, not a, an entirely different world, right? Yeah. This, this world, um, but a long time ago in a different language does mean it came to them. Hmm. And so for us to really know what God was saying, we have to know what he spoke to them yeah. before we can bring it to us. And that, and it's That's not because good. like, God uh, doesn't want to speak directly to us in that way. It's really just because that's how communication works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if I'm speaking to you, you know, we're, we're having a discussion. Yep. There's a certain context. Maybe you ask me a question or I'm responding to something. But, you know, it's at a specific point in time. And so we, we've got to go back to those moments to know what he said. Otherwise, it, it, we lose that protective element. Right. Of like, what does this actually mean? So what you're saying is that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that there's some in, some interpretation that's necessary in yeah. order to apply yeah. the text to our lives. Yeah. So here's a phrase we often use. Uh, when I, if we open the Bible, God opens his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I can take that to mean, yeah. well, I'm going to open it up and something is going to jump off the page right. and I'm going to feel like, hey, this, 
that's like, man, that's yeah. like God speaking straight to me, which yeah. is a reality. We've, we've mm-hmm. had those yes. moments for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is to some degree, some level of interpretation is necessary. There are varying degrees of that. That yeah. doesn't mean before I apply anything, I've yeah. got to pull out all the commentary books and that's figure right. it out. Yeah. So maybe we could kind of discuss that a little bit. Yeah, I think... Um, when when we do that, so one thing we say all the time in How to Study the Bible is that the Bible was written for us, but not to us. And also context is king, right? Yep. So yep. both yeah. of those things are really important to know. Um, one way that we can think about it is, so I'm an athlete, right? So yeah. I am a martial artist and I still compete regularly for a couple more years. I'm getting old, but right now. <laughs> well, you're still, still on top of your game. We're still, so, yeah, we're yeah. still, I'm still okay. Just say uh, I wouldn't want to run into you in a dark alley. Yeah, That's all exactly. I'm saying. <laughs> so... Uh, one of one habit that I have before I compete is I read the man in the arena. It's part of this speech that president Theodore Roosevelt gave in like 1910. Right. So, but it's really, really inspiring to me. Hmm. And so that literature that I'm reading, I am separated from by time, right? That was written in 1910. A lot of things have changed. Culture is different, right? With the Bible, we can add language on top of that too. And so I am removed from the delivery of hmm. that speech. And it was not written to me or it was not spoken to me, right. but I'm still benefiting from it. So it was, mm, it's still yeah. for me, That's right? Or another example might be, this just happened in my house last week. I have two daughters, they're uh, nine and seven. And the nine-year-old is very artistic and it's like her love language, right? Yeah. So she made a drawing for her little sister. And so my, my oldest, she's a big Naruto fan. And so it nice. had like her little sister's favorite Naruto character in it. It was like, mm. she spent hours on it. It was beautiful, right? So that piece of art was not given to me. It yeah. was given to her sister, but it's for me. I enjoy it too, right? And the yeah. more that I unpack the context of that, okay, my oldest daughter loves Naruto. She made this character for her because that's something she loves. So now I'm already understanding the context of mm. this, right? I It helps me to love her because I understand what she loves. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And so it's, it's the same thing with the Bible. It was written to a different audience, but it's for us. And yeah. it we get to love God better because we get to see his character in it. And, and it all. reveals his heart to yes, us. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's really helpful. Yeah, I think sometimes um, the initial... Uh, reception of that idea, it feels like, well, you're making this a little harder. Like you're making mm-hmm. this like, wait, so I have to kind of go through some layer, some step. And actually what we're doing is simplifying it yeah. and um, protecting the the meaning mm. from the beginning to the end. Because otherwise then we do, we're really just taking different words yep. at different point in history, which actually might be in a different genre. It might be written, one might be a poem and one might be a letter yeah. and one might be a story like we've mm-hmm. talked about. And so, and mm-hmm. we're just trying to take all these words and just bring them right to us. And so if we don't uh, use that to answer the question, can I really understand the Bible? Yep. The answer is yes, but it, it just doesn't mean that uh, there's not a framework or there's not guidelines to how we approach it. And yeah. so I would say that's like the first thing we have to just that's accept good. and learn. I, I've heard it said that, you know, because a question that a lot of people ask is like, well, am I supposed to interpret the Bible literally? Like, am mm-hmm. I just supposed yeah. to take what's on the page and mm-hmm. interpret it literally? And a lot of people say, yes, absolutely. And then you ask the question, am I supposed to interpret it allegorically? And am I supposed to take everything as to being a metaphor for something else? I've heard it said, neither. You're supposed to interpret the Bible literarily as mm-hmm. you would any literature. You have to mm-hmm. figure out what was the original intent of the author. There it is. Um, yeah. Is that... Nailed it. Yeah. I want to make sure that <laughs> you guys no, are the ones that teach the class. Like, no, I just, that, yeah. that was a yes and this amen. This is the checks yeah. and balances <laughs> yeah. here, man. I don't want to yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I think um, because of that, I guess the question then is like, well, then how do I do that? Like, uh, what are some of the methods? Let's get hyper practical just for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the methods that I can interpret the Bible uh, and understand the Bible literarily, mm-hmm. not just literally, not just allegorically? Yeah, so we start with um, observation, okay. right? And so we'll brief overview. We're going to go observation, um, interpretation, and then application. Okay. And so um, it's important to be objective, like I said before, right? We're trying to understand what the author was trying to communicate to his original audience. And so first we look at the text. We look at it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, in class, I sort of use this example of like if you're crafty and you're sanding wood, uh, then 
if I were to sand wood, I would sort of put my hand over it to check mm. if it's ready or if there's still splinters, if anything is caught, right? Mm. And if there is, then I'm going to go over it again. And so whenever I personally study the Bible, I sort of approach it that way. I read it, and then I'm observing things. I'm observing God's character. I'm observing um, uh, how language is used. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for connecting words, therefore, right? You see a therefore, you ask what it's there for, right? Yeah, We've heard that yeah. before. And so you're just observing all different kinds of things about the text. Is there a word I don't understand? Should I define that? Mm. Um, and so just layer by layer um, is another one I look for is repeated words and phrases, right? So yeah. um, is there something that stands out to me personally? And right. I usually just highlight that portion and come back to it later. Um, for, cause for me, I'm like the Holy Spirit's working something there and it's, I just want to note that it was this verse and let me go back and look at that later. Yeah. Um, so we, that's observation. Do you have anything yeah. to add there? No, I think, yeah, it's great. I mean, that's, that's how we do it. I, I think one of the hardest parts for observation is that we, we have to recognize that every reader is at the same time an interpreter. And okay. so what we're really not trying to do yeah. in observation is say what it means. Exactly. We're just trying to, like we said, look observe. Yeah, just, yeah I want to see it, but, yep. but withholding... Uh, assigning meaning mm-hmm. at that point is it's it's a big challenge, uh, and so I love how you you talked about it. We're just like, hey, I'm writing questions. Yeah, I'm just engaging with it because otherwise we just jump to it and we assume we know what it means, and we start and we're off and we're running, and we've you know actually especially people that are wired for problem solving. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. And they don't just walk into a room and say, "What a beautiful room." They walk into a room and assess mm-hmm. every part of it and see where everything is and why everything's yeah. put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's you can. You can do this according to the way that you know you learn or that you know your brain works, right? So for me, I have to, it's a big exercise in self-control not to jump in and start interpreting. And so one way that I do that is um, I will put whatever text I'm working through on my headphones and go take a walk around my neighborhood because I have nothing to write with. And so I'm just listening over and over and over again, and it's forcing me to just observe Right, and then later I can maybe jot down some things that came to mind. But huh. um, it, it, I have to force myself to be disciplined in that way, yeah. <laughs> where it might come naturally to others. But okay, yeah, yeah. So once we've observed, we kind of have read over it, maybe read over it slowly, or even read over it again, uh, and then we've kind of highlighted or observed some things either that stuck out to us, resonated with us, felt rough, like you're rubbing mm-hmm. your hand against yeah. a grain of wood, felt like ah, oh, I hit a splinter. I don't, I don't quite get that or understand yeah. what that means. Where do we go from there? Yeah, then we go to interpretation, which yeah. is the most important part. It is. Um, <laughs> and, and I think I, I love your the, the practical way that you think about observation and do that because the more time we spend doing that, and it is, it's not unlimited. We all have you know limitations in how much time we can do this. But, sure. but the more familiar we are with the text, the easier it is to move to the next step because you're really going to know the parts and how they relate to each other. And now it's like, okay, like I'm not yeah. just guessing what this means because I really – saw what was there and what was before it and was after it and all that. And so then we can move into interpretation, which is what does this actually mean? Yeah. So, um, which, you know, we, we, you nailed it a second ago with w- really the question I'm asking is what did the author originally actually communicate intent. to that original yeah. audience? And yes. so, um, uh, you know, but another thing that we have to be aware of uh, when we're studying that is, like, what am I actually reading? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, am I, what, what kind of writing in these 66 books, what style of writing is this author used? Yeah. They, they pretty much what's the genre that uh, is, dictates uh, how I'm going to read this because yeah. there's interpretive keys in that. So if I'm reading Proverbs, right, it's a wisdom literature. Uh, it's very different than, yeah. you know, Peter's writings and in the form of a letter. So, so quick question on that. Yeah. Uh, growing up in like my junior high, high school period, I was I was reading like a chapter of the Bible every day just as a habit. Yeah. But I didn't know to do that. Right. Um, and it didn't necessarily say it like on the front of the <laughs> chapter. That's but, good. So like what, how do I do that? If I'm just sitting down, I got like, I, I you know, my young mom or I'm kind of like rushing off to work and granted we can talk about kind of rhythms and hopefully finding ways to craft time and carve out time of your life. But if I don't have two hours to sit down and study the Bible, where do I go to find what kind of literature this is? Who, who wrote it? Like those kinds of things, if I don't already know that. A couple of places. Um, I, I should get a commission for how many times <laughs> I recommend the ESV study Bible. Yeah. There you go. Um, I, th- I think they're not only their study notes, but the introductions to all of the, the books are fantastic. Um, if that is, 
if you're not able to get your hands on one of those, which by the way, they also have a ebook copy of that as well. Wow. If you're a digital reader, um, it's a smaller you are selling there, it right now. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I love this thing. If you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends that have Bible shopped in my, my office at home before. Um, but you can also go to blueletterbible.org okay. and there's at the, t- there's a little tab at the top that has introductions and yeah. actually the ESV introductions is there too. So that's like a free resource that you could use for the same information. Helpful. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some online resources, but my, my go-to is the ESV study Bible. Yeah. 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 And, and so part of that too, I mean, that's, that's, a gr- I mean, that's uh, a good answer, it, but, but you don't have to learn that every time. I mean, right. once you, I mean, you know, there's some yep. initial, you know, it feels like the lifting is a little bit heavier on the front end, but it's like, yeah, okay, well now sense. I know that I'm, I'm in a letter and this yep. is Paul's letter to the Romans or whatever, or I'm in, you know, Genesis, which is going to have a narrative format. So there's going to be some initial work, but then, you know, you're probably going to remember that. Yep. And then, you know, you don't have to look stuff like that. And that's, that's really helpful. Yeah. That's a good point. It, it gets easier the more you, the longer you do it. And so I think it's, it's also hopefully comforting in that if you're just starting this, if you're just like sort of building Bible literacy, go slow. It's going to take a little longer on the front end, yeah. but it's going to pay off later, right? Yeah. So even to the point that if you're reading something and it's referencing, you know, a, a character in the Old Testament, it it it's fine to pause, yeah. go get familiar with that Old Testament character, yeah. and then keep going. Yeah. So just sort huh. of build your Bible literacy as you go. Yeah. Uh, use cross-references for that. Um <laughs> this this is free, so I'm not selling anything. Uh, but ESV.org also has cross-references that are digital. And so there's like a little link. You just hover over, you click it, and nice. all the cross-references come up right wow. there. Yeah. So you don't have to be, you know, flipping all over the place. Free yeah. for them, but but commission for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Man, one of the things that you said about this <laughs> being willing to pause on something yes. is really helpful. Uh, I'm three on the Enneagram, I think it, I'm like, I need to have achieved something today in my Bible reading. Like <laughs> yeah. I need feel productive. I need to have felt productive at the end of this. I need to have finished the chapter or whatever. But to just say, no, it's the discipline of it. To sit down and to try to know God through his word mm-hmm. is really the point. Yeah. Like yeah. not at the end of the day if we interpret it correctly. Because I was thinking earlier about some people maybe who are maybe experiencing a little more fear around this. Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I'm nervous to try to interpret it because what if I interpret it incorrectly and then apply that to my life, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So there yeah. can be some trepidatious, you know, sure. fear around yeah. what if I do this the wrong way? Yeah. And I just want to speak to that person for a moment and just say, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Your, your intent, your heart is to come before the Lord. And yeah. remember that the Holy Spirit is active in that yeah. moment. Like mm-hmm. he's not just like, you're on your own kid. Yeah. Hope you figure that out. And if right. you get it wrong, I'll thump you on the back of the head. <laughs> well, that's, hey, I, that's great. I mean, it is a journey. So I would mm-hmm. encourage you in that. Wherever, uh, building, Lifelong journey. Yeah. And so yeah. you're building the literacy and it's going to be harder on the front end than it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in my journey, which is, of, of you know, reading and studying the Bible, uh, which is now beyond two decades. I mean, there are things that I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, 15 Maybe years ago, you were 18 convinced years ago. of. Conv- yes. Oh, certain. This is it because yes. I was reading this hmm. uh, that I know now are not right. And so we're all on a journey yeah, and, and nobody knows it all. And um, so don't, don't be discouraged by that or don't be fearful. Dive in with, with an open mind and, yeah. and an open mm-hmm. heart. Because, and remember that it is uh, a means to an end, which is to help you grow. In, like you said, we know about salvation. We know about godliness yeah. through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so we want to grow in our, our relationship with God. For sure. Um, and so it's not just about knowledge, but we also don't want to believe the wrong things. That's and good. so... Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think especially at the beginning, like you, you are gonna interpret it wrong. Right, You're, no, that's you, good. You, yeah. you will, you will get it wrong. Um, there are also protections for that too, right? Yeah. So, like some of the safety questions we talk about in the class is like, is is this true for the original audience? Is this true for a believer who's suffering? Is this mm. true for a believer in a different cultural context? And is it true for me? And if it passes all of those tests, then you're most likely objective, right? Um, and you can sort of use outside resources, commentaries, your pastor yeah. uh, to sort of check yourself, right? Yeah. So the way that I use commentary now is it's either going to correct me or it's going to confirm yeah. e- either way, right? But we are so blessed to live in the information age, mm. and, and we, and especially at Clear Creek, we have access to so many wise teachers that, yeah. um, and we can do this in community, which is another really important aspect of this, yeah. Yeah. but we can, we can... There are ways to know that you have got it right. If your interpretation, 
if you've come up with an interpretation that no one in the history of the church for thousands of years has come up with, you're probably wrong, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Yes, chances are. Probably Ch- chances like 100%. Are. Like I yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's okay, right? So, okay, we, we got this one wrong. Let's try again. What about it didn't pass one of those safety question yeah. checks? Or, you know what yeah, I mean? And then totally. sort of go back and look. Well, and there are people on all across the spectrum in terms of interpretations on various passages, yeah. the mm-hmm. non-essentials, that is, yeah. who are people of faith, that's who it. are people that claim the yep. same essentials, Jesus is Lord, like the, the right. atonement, the things that we need to believe in to say that I'm an Orthodox Christian, yeah. who would say... I disagree on the interpretation yeah. right. than you do yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah, I think um, I love I love the safety questions. I think the kind of the ultimate safety standard is the story of Scripture. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that I was is hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it is, and we we say in our class that it is the most important thing that we're going to teach you in this class, which yeah. is what is the story that unifies Genesis to Revelation. Um, and another way I'd say it is that the parts find their meaning in the whole. Yeah. of scripture. And so, it, which is why I love how you talk about building that biblical literacy over time, right. because you're taking the parts and it's building this, not just data or, you know, just knowledge for the sake of knowledge, but you're, you're building this understanding. And I'm going to say it this way, hopefully the right worldview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully the right story. Right. Uh, and I don't mean hopefully like we don't say the right story, but uh, you can actually take the, the scriptures and import them into the wrong story, the wrong thing that God's doing. Yep. And, it, and it could actually make sense. You can make sense of a lot of the Bible yep. doing that and have have the wrong framework, have the wrong worldview running in your mind and thinking you're being yeah. faithful to the scriptures. And so that's why I would say really the number one safeguard is what ties Genesis 1 to the end. Okay, uh, so we do have to move on to application because oh, yeah. that is important. But <laughs> yeah. before we do that, yeah. because I you say that, as, right. hey, there are movements to the scripture. There's mm-hmm. a storyline of the scripture. We often say that the Bible is one unified story that points to Jesus. We've yeah. borrowed from the Bible Project. That, yeah. mm-hmm. That's a true statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tanner. Um, but, yeah, thanks. Hey, Tanner, but if Tim you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, no commission there. Tim uh, yeah. conjured through. It doesn't matter. Um, no, but my question is, especially for maybe somebody who hears that and is like, okay, but what do you mean by that? What What is that story? What are those movements, if you will, through yeah. the storyline of, of the scriptures? Yeah. Um, I mean, the four-part movement that we kind of highlight typically is creation, fall, redemption, and then we're, you know, open-handed about whatever the last word is, whether it's restoration or renewal. consummation, renewal, yeah. yeah, any of those things, um, which all point to, uh, actually, in, in the, the slides that we use is uh, recreation. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's helpful, too, because uh, it is the consummation, it is the restoration, but when we take the word creation— and then we remind us that actually what's happening is recreation or yeah. new creation. It really simplifies mm-hmm. what's going on. So whatever God, you know, intended to do from the beginning, yep. which he said was very good, that's the thing that's really being worked out or yeah. restored or brought back uh, throughout. And so it's a God with humanity. Humanity has the authority to rule over the earth that God has given them yeah. charge over. But it's not a God far away, right. you know, mm-hmm. God in heaven and we're here and just kind of doing our thing. It's a God with us, yes. God for us, reality, um, where we would actually be like God. Mm-hmm. That was his idea, right? Uh, be you know, created humanity in his image. our image and likeness yes. uh, to dwell on the earth and to rule over it. And so that's really what we're looking for, and yeah. that's where life is. Yep. And so when that's broken... Um, that's that's what we see. Okay, the so, long story of redemption is towards that end. So just to kind of summarize interpretation, we're we're taking those things in observation that uh, kind of was a rub, something that we we felt like I don't really fully understand that, or I'm not sure if I've interpreted that correctly up until now. Uh, I've heard somebody recently say something. I mean, all those kind of things that are, are we just kind of catch as we're reading it, and then whether it's through resources like the ESV Study Bible, whether it's through comparing it to the biblical story as a whole, bouncing it off other people, people who are more experienced in the scriptures than us. Those are some of the practices, some of the ways that we interpret the scripture. Did I rightly kind of represent that? For sure. Amazing. But we can't stop there. <laughs> right. right. If yeah. we stop there, what's the point? Yeah. Right? Exactly. We mm-hmm. are just, uh, as Paul would say, like knowledge puffs up. Mm-hmm. Something has to come from that. It has to develop us into something it has to draw us close to someone. So let's talk for a minute and just a minute about application. What does that look like? 
Yeah, I think application. So if observation is we're looking at things, we're understanding um, what does this say? Interpretation is answering the question, what does this mean? Okay. So now application, we're answering the question, how do I respond? That's right. Good. And yeah. so I think that is where subjectivity is now sort of introduced into the equation, right? So we have this objective interpretation that's true for all of us. Let's say, for example, um, we see that we ought to be peacemakers, right? Okay, well, I'm a people pleaser. So for me, that might mean that I need to speak up. And for you, maybe you're very, very honest and brash. That might mean that you need to hold your tongue, right? Mm, But we're both applying the objective truth of being peacemakers. And so application, I think... Um, oftentimes it it is something that we do, but it's not always an action that we take. Maybe it's, um, we respond in worship. We respond in prayer. We, sometimes it is practical things, the way that I am in relationships, right? So there's lots of different ways that we can apply. Have this attitude amongst you, right? That's Mm -hmm. so many, it can be an attitude change, which would then produce some sort of action. Man, the word, the word response versus the word application is actually really helpful Mm -hmm. for me because application is the way I think of a textbook. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible is not a textbook. Response is the way I think of a story. When I read Mm -hmm. a story, I'm driven to respond in some way. And Mm -hmm. that could be, as you're saying, belief or behavior, that could be all of those things. So that is a a unique angle that I think is, is really helpful to note. Yeah. Um, Any other thoughts on application from you, Aaron? No, I, I would just highlight that that same thing. I mean, it, it is uh, the response because it's relationship, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I think that that's a holistic uh, approach because it's good to do, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, we're called to you know do good works um, a lot in the New Testament, but you know we can also um, be overly focused on yeah. something and not deal with things going on in your heart. Uh, you know, your own motivations and things like that that are a part of that response right. to mm-hmm. God. So, That's yeah, good. I love it. That's good. So we've kind of covered a method of Bible study mm-hmm. of interpreting and understanding and applying the scriptures. Um, but there are some very important factors with this that I, I want us to cover before we go today. Um, one of them is that the Bible was not meant to be studied or understood in isolation only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so w- how was it meant to be taken in? Maybe more from a community standpoint. Can we talk about that for just a minute? Yeah, I think, I mean, one, one place we could start is even just remember that it wasn't written to us. Yeah. So, I mean, not only is it, you know, to maybe Aaron people in your small group. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, you know, or as you, as we come together and read it in, um, on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, yeah. But I mean, th- these are texts that have been read by people for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and the people of God specifically, uh, or mostly. Um, and so, even that reminder is that it is this a communal effort to yeah. not only understand but but embody uh, these practices. Uh, so yeah, and it takes it takes the time, and it takes the people around us because um, if the story gets misshaped uh, somehow, right, it would take the community to come around and say, mm-hmm. hey. Because we all agree that this is God's word and that this is the standard of truth, then actually I think we're leaving part of this out. Yep. Or you know, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've diminished part of our calling as the people of God because yeah. we forgot about this passage, you know, in favor of another passage or whatever. So yeah, yeah so there's an accountability take, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. both historically yeah. and how they came around and created creeds and yeah. mm-hmm. you know the canon, all that different exactly, stuff. Yeah. But then also in our time with the people that we live in community with, can you talk about that just for a second as well? Yeah, I think. Um, the important piece about community, one, I mean, if we just even think about our salvation, salvation is not, I mean, it is individual, but it's not only individual, yeah, right? We right. were saved corporately. We're a, we're a body. Family. We're family. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that God designed his church to work is so gorgeous. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so it's it's beneficial even in Bible study in that um, I think about like whenever I go to small group, right? Yeah. Um, the, we can be studying a text and the way that each of us approach it benefits all of us. Yeah. So for example, we may be reading something about um, God's faithfulness and I might have a friend who's struggling with infertility yeah. and the way that she has experienced God's faithfulness is completely different from someone else who um, is grieving a yeah. loss, somebody else Definitely. who's 
doing really well and succeeding and is like just overcome with blessings, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of these different um, life stages or vantage points, when we come together and we all agree, oh my gosh, God is so faithful to all Mm -hmm. of us in all of these ways. It only bolsters all of our faith and seeing that it's true for all of us makes all of us love him more, right? And worship him more. And so, um, yes, it's, I think it's, it's so huge, and I think a lot of times, just because our society is sort of yeah. individualistic, right. um, we we see these commands as things that that we ought to do as individuals, and many of the commands of the Bible are corporate, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, That's yeah, so c- community is just... It, this could be a podcast in its own, yeah, but totally. it's, it's so important. Well, so you're talking about community as a means of accountability, and you're talking about it as, as a means of integration, yes. how we in, mm. integrate the scriptures into our daily life is mm-hmm. meant to be done in community. Right. That's, that's, that's a, there's is. a lot there. You we said it was gorgeous. So much really, time. Even your yeah. description of it was, yes. was beautiful. Um, yeah. And that's just small group. Think about then when we, when we totally. gather corporately. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Join in heaven right there. That's well, um, I, I want to just take a minute. And I'm going to tell you this now so you can kind of be thinking on it. But just to maybe for each of us to think of a story of, of how this is fleshed out in our lives. But I was thinking about um, Jesus's words to uh, to the Pharisees in John chapter 5. Um, I'm springing this on you. We didn't talk about this that's up front. That's what makes this fun. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he says in John chapter 5, verses 39, in his discourse with the Pharisees, he says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Um, I, I read that and think how many times we study the Bible because we think like, okay, this is how I'm, maybe we wouldn't say it, but this is yeah. how I'm, saving myself or this is how even I'm like working out my salvation. And there is an element of our spiritual practice that is contributing to our sanctification. No doubt, not our salvation, but our sanctification. Yeah. But what this text like highlights to me is the importance of, of knowing the author, like as you're reading his letter to us, so to speak, or the story that points to him of knowing him. So what I'd like to kind of conclude with, and then at the very end, we'll tag on just like, Hey, easy first step for people, but like mm-hmm. maybe a story for you of of reading the scriptures, whether it was through observation, interpretation, or application, response, or whatever it was, where you just kind of went, "Wow, I love Jesus!" Oh, <laughs> like that's the point, right? That is yeah. what that's supposed to draw us to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know I kind of sprung that question on you. I, I, yeah, no, it's okay. If you want me to kick it off, I will. Just to give you guys a minute to think. I I think. Um, reading the other day, I've I've been in Timothy, um, and there was just a little note, uh, from Paul to Timothy, uh, that, um, stood out to me as even though I, I knew for a fact that was, uh, God's inspired word from Paul to Timothy. It was not written to me, but I was able to take the picture that Paul drew for Mm -hmm. Timothy (laughs) and say, um, not only does that speak to me, uh, in my current stage of what I feel like God's calling me to do, but thank you, God, for orchestrating this moment, mm-hmm. this moment that I picked up my Bible and was reading through this at the exact same time that I needed it and thought to myself, God is so intricately involved in my life that he cares enough to mm-hmm. be like, hey, Tanner, you're going to want to listen to what Paul had to say to Timothy right here, mm-hmm. right wow. now. That's so awesome. yeah, just a moment like that. Does anything yeah. come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I mean, I, I like that, you know, we're in Second Peter, and so I think uh, a passage that has shaped me, um, and that God continues to use to shape me and remind me, um, is second Peter one, uh, verse four, uh, that he has through his promises, um, allowed us to become partakers of the divine nature. Wow. And, um, the reason that is one that just plays over and over again in my mind is one, I think it really is, you know, kind of the big picture idea yeah. of what it means to be human. And, but, um, I love, I mean, my, my journey with the Bible has been, you know, to continue to seek the truth, yeah. right? I want to know the truth, but I want to help the church. I really want to help the church understand yes. what God has said and why and why it's so important and how it can change our lives. And so when I um, don't live up to that, that, you know, that reminder that, hey, like, yeah, you're studying and, and you've, you know, seen some things in the scriptures that can help, yeah. but... When you go home from work hmm. and you're not, you know, you when I'm not in a good mood and I'm not ready to be patient with my kids, yeah, 
and God has been patient with me all day and all my mm. life and faithful, like Tiffany was saying, like, try to express that yeah. to Rachel and to the kids who are, you know, coming up from school and they're tired and they're doing all their stuff. And it's like, I, to embody that, to, to partake of the divine nature, it just speaks to me over and over again because it's not just, oh, I learned it, I know it. It's yeah. now let's let's do this thing together, yes. God with us, and um, hmm. and we're not done. And it's yeah. it's it's the joy of life, uh, but it's it's that that reminder for me. So yeah, well, and the unique nature about that specific passage is like that's not something you step away from your Bible and go, okay, now I'm going to try to do this. Right. The whole point is like this is something that. Even in my trying, it's a I'm I'm with God in yeah. this. Like he is he he went with me from my Bible study yeah. to my job to my house. <laughs> you know, like yeah. in in all of that, I was partaking of the divine nature yeah. and communion with him. And yeah, that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. Good. Yeah, uh, I think if I look back, there's a lot of examples that I could use. One that came to mind as you were talking was um, not this last night of worship, but the one before that. Yeah. Uh, we, I was getting ready to head into some, some training for teaching the women and, okay. and I knew that was coming and I was really overwhelmed by the thought of that. Cause that's a lot of, um, responsibility for sure. Yeah. And so one of the scriptures that popped up on the screen was actually from like the greeting of second Thessalonians. And it says, um, to this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the mm. name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you and him according to the peace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And so that I, it sort of like captured my attention right away because yeah. I was really overwhelmed, but I was, I'm wanting to do a good job and be faithful to this call and glorify God and not myself. Yeah. And so I, I snapped a picture of the screen like really quick wow. mid, mid song. So I could go back and look at it later. And then I forgot where I was personally studying at that time, but then it popped up as a cross-reference like that next day. Mm. And oh. I was like, it's time to, to yeah. embrace this. Okay, I'm right? listening. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. And so that just, it was such a comfort to me at the moment that I needed it, that this isn't about you and it's actually not you doing this, yeah, that I'm so going to empower you um, to, to do the things that I've called you to do. So, so that good. was, that was a recent one. That that's was amazing. Great. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's close with this. Cause I think, this has been incredibly compelling for me. I know for people who are listening, it's probably like, okay, you got me. Like, what do I do? What do I need to do to kind of start to jump in? And so I'd like to just kind of take, take all that and just say, Hey man, first dip the toe in the pool Mm -hmm. for the person who's just like, I, I either gave up on it or have not really started. Or if I started, I just didn't know what I was doing. Where do I start by reading the Bible and by understanding the Bible? Is there an entry point that you guys would say, yeah, here's where you can get started? Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope this has been encouraging, right? Because we're trying to answer the yes. question, like, can I even do this? And the answer is you can. Yes, um, yes. But it doesn't always mean it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So I would say I would say start by really um, learning and just uh, owning that big story of the Bible that we talked about. And there's, there's lots of resources. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time at Clear Creek, what the big story yeah. of the Bible is. So uh, use those resources, know that story. Um, yep. and know the worldview that it creates um, so that you can take the parts and start to understand them. And then I guess from that, I would say, you know, we are people of the new covenant. Yep. We're followers of Jesus. Um, and the New Testament is built on the Old Testament. So I'm not saying, you know, d- ignore that or think that's not everything. It's the foundation. But since we're new covenant people, if you're new to the Bible, once you know that story, which actually starts in the Old Testament yeah. and goes through the Old Covenant— then I would read about Jesus. I mean, read yeah. in the Gospels uh, about his life and, yeah. you know, listen to his teaching and his words. Um, that's that's probably where I'd start. That's great. Yeah. Is there a book you'd recommend to do, like, one of the, which one of the Gospels, if you're going to read about Jesus? Um, you know, if you want uh, to see that Jewish continuity, uh, I'd go with Matthew. Yeah. Um, but probably most people would say go with John, yeah. um, which I'd say go with John. That's good. Yeah. i never read a Gospel I didn't like. You know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we got four good options. There's four great yeah. options. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, so commercial plug, but because I really truly f- believe that it's the most beneficial way to start is to take the How to Study the Bible class. Okay. Um, there are books that we- I'll give you a commission for that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually come with an ESV study Bible. That's right. That'd there be great. You go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but there are books that we use in that class that would be good, especially right now. We're sort of in between semesters. So- yeah. 
Um, How Do They Read the Bible for All It's Worth is one that we use that we reference there. Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin is another one that we use, which you do not have to be a woman to read. There's yeah. like... You just have to be very secure. Yeah. Yes, but I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> think through of the it because yeah. I've read it like now 10 times and I there, I don't even think there's like feminized examples. Like it's yeah. a great book. Cool. Um, uh, Crossway actually just came out with the Women of the Word podcast too that she sort of goes through that with you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, The Big Picture of the Bible. Those are three great books, but really I do think the class is the most beneficial because it's a, it's a great hands-on way, right? We practice it together. We talk yeah. about it. We dialogue in the same way that community is important for actually studying the Bible. Okay. It's also important for learning how to study the Bible. That's so great. That's great. I think, um, yeah, the class would be good. And then also just as an encouragement to the listener, like there is no reason on paper that I should be able to do this, yeah. right? Like I, I am, I'm probably going to cry because this is just such God's grace to me, but like I am neurodivergent. Mm. Um, I have really um, hard time learning sometimes. Yeah. I I was the kid who was failing fourth grade mm. reading, right? Mm. I, I was tested for dyslexia and all kinds of things. And yet God has sustained me through that. That's and so, so I think sometimes there's a, Sorry, let me let me have my squeaky voice pass. Yeah, no, I am a great. black belt and I'm fine and I'm tough. Go for um, it. <laughs> I think there's someone listening who thinks I cannot do this. Yeah. And I am here to tell you, like, neither should I be able to. Yeah. But the grace of God and the clarity of scriptures is really real. Mm. And you can do it. Like That's you so really, good. really can. And I'll I'll teach you without crying. It'll I be love great. That. We'll no. do it. Well, actually, no <laughs> so guarantee. Good. I do cry a lot when I talk about Jesus, but um yeah. you can do it. That's yeah. so good. It's, the, That's it's so good. his spirit empowering you to do it, so you can do it. Amen. That's so helpful. That's so good. Um, for me, I use an app, actually, even though I know some people are like, I got to get away from my smartphone in the morning. <laughs> uh, it's just called Read Scripture, and it starts, it opens every book with one of the Bible Project videos mm. that basically covers the book of the Bible in 10 minutes and gives you who's the author, what kind of literature, what's the kind of framework of the Bible. Cool. And that, before I start a book of the Bible, is so helpful for me just to be like, okay, here's where we're at. Uh, and then it it doesn't break it down by chapter and verse, which for whatever reason for me, I guess it does by chapter, but not by verse. It just kind of helps me read it a different way than I have mm-hmm. my whole life. So um, that's something that's is helpful for me just to, in terms of if you just want to jump in right now, you can check out that app. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this has been so rich. Uh, it's so rich that I... I let it go pretty long. <laughs> so if you're listening, thanks for hanging in with us. But I really, truly believed that everything that we covered was just helpful. And I appreciate each of you, your wisdom, your knowledge, but also the integration in your own life. I see that with both of you. This is not just stuff that you know. This is the way that you live. And so I'm grateful for both of you. Um, I'm grateful for you listening and watching on YouTube. Thanks so much for joining us wherever, however you're joining us. Check out the rest of the resources on CCR and uh, go and read your Bible. There you go. (laughs) You can do it. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch a video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, thanks for joining the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. See you next time.